0: This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer
1: until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting
0: your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.
2: At Truncali Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we treat you like one of our own. With the friends and family advantage, you'll get no hassle upfront pricing every time and upfront trade-in value. We'll even purchase your car if you buy elsewhere. When you need to service, we have convenient hours, genuine Mopar parts, and factory trained technicians. And as an award-winning dealership, you'll always have a satisfying experience. So visit Truncali Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 9 incoming and online at TruncaliJeep.com. Tap the banner for details.
1: The following is an encore presentation of Real Ghost Stories Online. In other words, a vintage episode. EPPs, you get a brand new EPP this week, as always. We never take a break from those. So if you're craving brand new material, become an EPP. Extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. This is Real Ghost Stories Online Halloween 2018. My God. How oh, time flies. I was just uh, looking at my calendar and going, this is the 22nd year I've done a Halloween show. Sixth year we've done a, uh, a Halloween show with this show, but 22nd year on the air doing a Halloween show. So I'm excited about this. This year, Carol Hughes is with us, and she's going to be sharing a very personal story with us. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to Halloween 2018.
0: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is,
1: 855-853-4802, our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online if you enjoy our program, ghostpodcast.com, our website to get advanced episodes of our program, and our bonus episodes, we do a bonus episode for EPPs, they're called Extra Podcast Persons, every single week some of our best stories exclusively for those folks you can become on for five bucks a month over at ghostpodcast.com or through patreon the link is there as well that helps keeps our show in the air it's a year-round program i know a lot of folks hearing the show for the first time here on halloween because you're looking for something spooky well welcome this is the year-round halloween podcast called real ghost stories online Been on the air for more than six years and we are one of the top rated in the business so uh, welcome to the show Tony and Carol Hughes joining you. Uh, for today's episode, Carol, welcome, and I'm excited. We've been talking about doing this episode for uh, even before I think I, we were even doing this the show uh, years and years ago. We talked about you've you, you shared this story with me a bit, and was like, "This would be great. We should talk about this somewhere." And you know, here we are, 15 years later. And hey, I'm doing a ghost show. Here's a. a you great- want to do it? <laughs> Let, let's talk about it. <laughs>
2: no, I think we did talk about this years ago. Yeah, when we were working together.
1: Yeah. we because you
2: got all into ghosts yeah. and every Halloween you always go over the top <clears throat> and then one year I just oh by the way I got kind of a crazy story yeah yeah that, and, but it's not as scary I I don't think it's a scary story so if someone wants a scary one yeah I mean it's it, it's not scary but it, it's one of those
1: stories where it's 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 evidence it's it's confirmation of Something's else is going on here. There, there's something. That's what on, I think. I'm like, yeah.
2: and like, it kind of does sound crazy, but I, I think it's just that when someone dies, there's a way, like you can still be contacted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we talk about spirits all the time and people seeing spirits and experiencing them, and this is basically that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that i really did experience and it was kind of for an extended period of time yeah but um yeah it it was um i don't know where you want me to jump in you just well, tell me well
1: let's i mean i i'm just i want to just establish like I'm, I'm just amazed number 1 where i'd mentioned earlier it's like 22 years now i mean of, of of me being on the air doing halloween you've beat me on that i know what, what are you, what, what halloween is this for you on the air now it, can you do the math really quick what what was your first year on the air oh
2: I couldn't. Remember. I think I've been on the air ninety six like, was me. Radio wise for twenty. This
1: is my twenty sixth year. You're twenty six. Okay, so ninety six was my first year on the air, and I'm just like, oh my god, because I every year, even at, back then, I was I was fourteen. <laughs> and i still did a halloween show and it was it was it was basically this show what we're doing today where i would just have people call in and share ghost stories and it was very primitive back then cuz i was 14 but it was it's like it's amazing i'm like oh my god it's 20 22 years uh so i'm excited about that i'm just i love halloween i it, it's it's so fun to be doing this uh this thing as as the show that i do and i'm 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 honored to have you as as, as my my main co-host now it, it's it's so fun because uh, everything you bring to it and, and just telling these oh. stories. so so thank you for uh for being here and and stepping in as we've done the transitions and some of the changes this year it's uh it's meant a lot
2: thank you i really love doing it but um i kind i connect with it because I've had a lot of those experience experiences other people have had mm-hmm. in living in a haunted house when I was a kid because I remember one um, one time on the radio we did a ghost whole um the whole morning of ghost stories mm-hmm. and I talked about the house that we lived in in Nebraska and get off the air and this guy's like and leaves me a voicemail Where was that house again? <laughs> And before I could call him back, I got another one. It's like, you live next to the John Deere dealership, didn't you? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, that validated me Yeah. that he answered his own question. He knew where I was living, so he'd heard stories about the house. And that kind of made me feel validated, actually.
1: You weren't the only family that had it then, right?
2: No, no. And other people had said the same things, that they had experienced things in that house. But I do think that when you experience something like that, Because I've always said people who don't believe in ghosts or that idea, they've never experienced it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you experience something that you can't explain, then it's different. Like, you can't tell someone, no, you did not hear somebody walking down the hallway, going down the stairs. No, I really did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was no one there. And so, I think that's what you do really well is let give people a outlet to share those stories,
1: and that's where we always start, I think. and that that's what I think makes us kind of different within a lot of shows is we're not here to like prove that this exists or doesn't we start. Our starting point is we believe this is going on. But what's your story? It's not, did this happen? Did this not happen? We believe it happened, but what, what is your story? And, and and then we can relate it to other folks sharing their stories. And that's kind of what is, is a neat thing about, uh, about our community. And I want to thank all of our listeners for being here for the last six years now uh, doing this thing. It's uh, It's been quite a ride and quite an amazing journey just uh, being able to do this thing. Uh, every day and uh, creating a whole other radio career. I never thought I would have because <laughs> I thought when I left there at the radio station that I'd be done and uh, uh, surprise part two <laughs> of uh, the career has come with this show. And I, I, it, it's awesome that you're uh, you've become a part of it too. So let's go back to uh, take us back to the relationship. Take us back to the, uh, to the area of, of the living uh, before he had passed, what happened, uh, you know, whatever you want to share, uh, you know, towards the end. Um, and then let's, let's just kind of begin there and, and then move forward from that point.
2: Well, um, his name is Doug, was okay. Doug. And um Doug and I had dated on and off for five years. And it was one of those relationships that he was at fault, I was at fault at different times, you know, And we'd break up, then we'd get back together, then we'd break up and get back together. It was one of those deals. But it was five years of that. So we always kept coming back to each other. So he was a great guy. Like he was a lot of fun, he'd make me laugh, he had a great sense of humor, and then for some reason we wouldn't date for three months. And then we'd get back together, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have had those relationships in their life. So I had gotten to the point that I was like, I want more out of a relationship than this. And I really like him, but let's, you know, I want more. Sure. So we are back together again, and I kind of said something like that. And he's like, it's not what I want right now. And we kind of got in a big fight. And I'm sure that my neighbors heard it, because I told them under no uncertain terms what I felt. And that I never wanted to see him again, and don't ever call me again, and it's over. Like we're done. After five years, I'm not doing this anymore. <clears throat> so I left it at that. and I was I was mad, but I was okay with my decision about being done. Well, probably four months, five months later, I got a voicemail from him, and the voicemail, like right off the bat says, "Do not delete this voicemail. Please listen to it." And which was good because I probably would have deleted it if he would have said that. So I listened to the voicemail, and he wanted to get together, and he wanted to talk. And and uh, I probably listened to it like ten times, and I'm like, didn't know how I felt about that. But he was very charming and funny, and I'm like, you know, I think I'll call him because I do like him. So I called him the next day, and we ended up having a long conversation and it gets me laughing again and and uh, I told him in that phone call I'm like even if this you know we're not ever going to make it as a couple we've established that but I said I told him I said I really like you and I like being around you and I want you in my life so I'll figure this out and I just want to be friends that's fine if that's all we ever are because you're important And he said, I don't want that. And I'm like, holy shit, you know what you're saying? And he's like, I know exactly what I'm saying. And so we ended up getting back together, and we dated for three weeks, and it was fantastic. I had, it was a really great relationship and very open and honest, and it was what I always wanted from him, but we could never quite figure out. And then I was going out of town, for like five days and so we talked and this is back before everybody had a cell phone mm-hmm. so w- I was going out of town and we um, talked on the phone for a couple of hours the night before and um, he had a friend I didn't like who drank a lot just, he was going to town he lived out in the country he was going to go to town and pick him up because he was drunk and I'm like you gotta leave that guy alone don't have anything to do with him and so so but it was it was a good conversation I just didn't like that one guy so I go out of town and we're supposed to have a date to a concert and on the following Tuesday and I call him and I call him and I call him and I call him and he's not answering so as the day went on my voicemails got more mean because I thought he had stood me up but mm-hmm. I didn't know he was actually dead wow. and he had died in a car accident while I was gone and I didn't I mean, that didn't even kind of enter my brain. I thought he was just being an asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, you're back to your old ways. You said things were going to be different. Things aren't different. I was so angry. Sure. And the next day, I get a call from his roommate saying, oh, my God, you don't know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said he was killed in a car accident. Like, the... Like the de- night after I left mm-hmm. to go out of town with that guy who I didn't like. And so they're all in his car. And he literally died. He lived in the country. maybe a quarter mile from the main road to his house. And the road was really washboardy. So if you drive too fast on it, you could wreck. You've yeah. been on those roads, yeah. you know. And that's what happened. So he basically, they got in this horrible car accident him and um, that guy who I didn't like, he did not die. But um, Doug did. And so um, it was really horrible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, when's the funeral? And they're like, it already happened. And I'm like, what are you talking about? How could it have happened already? But it did. And I guess, you know, the family was so upset that they buried him right away. And, um, so the next day after that, I get a call from his brother and I was like, oh my God, I can't even talk to his brother because their voices sounded exactly the same. And his brother was like, I'm so sorry that, um, you know, nobody told you, but everybody was in such shock that they dealt with it right away. And, you know, and I'm not even in town. Mm -hmm. So... Um, of course, since the funerals already happened, like wh- how do you wrap up this relationship? It was a really weird feeling.
1: And what's going it, th- what's going through your mind at that point? I mean, this is someone that you you know you were on and off with, and, and it was it was kind of at an upswing of a positive note, and then suddenly this oh, it was totally this positive. Happens. It was a yeah. great
2: relationship, and then I had a full 24 hours of being really not maybe not quite 24 hours, but I was really angry at him because sure. I thought he had stood me up again. Now yeah. I'm feeling guilty because I'd been angry at him and he was dead. Yeah. And, and you realize and,
1: that, that all that that's gone, that it's not the, the negative. It's it's, it was just what happened. I mean, yeah. what, what's going through your mind at that point with that
2: relationship? It was, it was really, um, overwhelming actually, yeah. because I had never lost anyone that close to me. And that suddenly, and it was um, especially, how do you say goodbye now? Yeah. You know, um, and I've known, you know, since I, I know people who haven't had official services, but you still need that way to mourn and to grieve. And, you know, you need to be able to process it in some way. Other Because if you don't, it just feels like it's dangling out there. Yeah. So, so it, there was no way for me to really be like, He's gone because he didn't feel gone. So I asked his brother, <clears throat> and I always really liked his brother. And I said, you know, so what are are you doing anything else? And he said, yeah, we're gonna have this get together at a bar and kind of have like a little memorial for him. And and he told me when it was. And he said, I'd really like to see you there. So I'm like. Ugh. Took everything I could. I, I had to invite one of my girlfriends to go with me because I'm like, I am not strong enough to go to this by myself. Sure. So I went and the bar's packed and I see his brother cross the room and we made eye contact right away and he came over and hugged me really big. And, and it was really, a, it was really sad, you know, because everybody's there for all the wrong reasons. But it was nice to see that many people get together to honor him and so at one point they had uh, um, like they had a little, I don't even remember what it was because it was inside the bar, but you wrote on a piece of paper something you wanted to say to him, and then you put it in this little fire. And so I did that, and I wrote what I wanted to write. I put it in the little fire, and then I was just overwhelmed. And I'm like, I need a minute by myself, and I'm in this crowded bar. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go in the bathroom, fully expecting it to be packed with people. And it's not. There's no one in there. So I walk into a stall. I'm like, thank God there's nobody in here. And I, I didn't even have to go to the bathroom. I'm just standing in the stall. Mm-hmm. And I'm bawling and I'm overwhelmed. And all of a sudden, it was as if he was standing right next to me. Now, I can't see him. But you know that feeling like, like you and Jen? You know when Jen's standing right next to you? Yeah. You'd feel her walk up. And, like, I'm bawling really hard. And it was, like, in two seconds, I was, like, oh, my God, you're here. And I said it out loud. I'm, like, you're here. Like, I totally know you're in here with me. And I needed that really desperately at that moment because I felt like I hadn't been able to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, and... I don't know, I can't even really describe that feeling of knowing that, but it was just this overwhelming sense of knowing that he's there. And so I got my shit together, took a little bit, and I stayed in the bathroom. And so when I left, I really felt a sense of peace. I really had felt like I had felt him. And I'm like, okay, that's what I needed. So, oh, I need to back up before I really, really left. But when I left the bathroom, like, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. So his brother had said, is there anything that you want of his or something that you need? And I said, I just want a good picture of him. I don't have a good picture. And he said, you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't even have a good picture of him. This is mm-hmm. before everybody had a camera on their phone. Sure. And. And so someone, and I don't know to this day who it is, but someone had pictures of him and some really, really good pictures of him. So they uh, sent him around, and if you wanted one or whatever, you just wrote down which ones you wanted in your address, and they would make copies and send them to you. I'm like, awesome. So I signed up for a couple of the pictures, and I still have them. And uh, that was it. So when I left that day, I really felt that sense of peace that I got what I needed because what I needed was to feel him around me and I did even though it was in the bathroom at a bar, mm-hmm. I still felt <laughs> like I had experienced him.
1: One of the most dramatic install
2: experiences ever, <laughs> right? would you say? <laughs> and the other weird thing was nobody was in there with me. No. When does that happen? No. I mean, everybody, every lady knows you're never in a bathroom by yourself.
1: Uh, spare a square. Can I ask <laughs> you, did, what, what did you write on that, that piece of paper?
2: I told him I loved him. Okay. God, why'd you ask me that?
1: Because I had to.
2: <laughs> Nobody ever had. So anyways, um, so I'm like, that's it. And now I'm just working on processing the whole thing sure. and drinking a lot, smoking a lot of cigarettes and listening to a lot of sad music every night. <laughs> sure. Which is what most people do. <laughs> so, um, which is really funny because I don't even kind of smoke now, but I did then. Mm-hmm. And um, so... One day I was at work. I worked at a rock radio station then, and it was 20 minutes from my house. So I never went home for lunch because it's 20 minutes home, 20 minutes back, 20 minutes there. But one day I decide I'm going to go home for lunch. So I go home and I get the mail, and there's this letter. And I'm like, with handwritten my name on it, my address, and I'm like, what the hell? I open it up, and those those pictures of Doug fell out. Mm -hmm. And it was like somebody just punched me. It was like a very physical reaction to him because I wasn't... You know, when you sign up, like I went to pictures, like really they might or might not ever show up. Mm -hmm. But that person actually sent them to me. And it was very weird because i wasn't expecting it and to go home for lunch the day they came it was just weird so i just sat there and looked at him and then i when it's my 20 minutes at home is up i went i went back to work and i took the pictures with me so that day i'm sitting at my desk and i'm you know i was really upset Because now it's just brought everything back even more so. And this is probably two weeks after he had died, maybe three. And so I'm sitting at my desk looking at the pictures. And there's this one in particular that's really, really good. And I'm looking at it. And like there's this overwhelming sense of I have to draw this picture. And I used to draw. Like, I was really good at it. But when I started college, you know how college is and you don't have time for stuff like that? Mm-hmm. It's like you enjoy doing it, but who's got time? I'm in college. So I was a, I was a very good drawer back in the day. And I didn't draw much, but I had to draw it. And so I actually drew it, you'll appreciate this, on the back of a missing copy report <laughs> in pen. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just like the where every day when you work in radio, it's like, here's all the commercials you're missing for tomorrow. I still have this picture, and it's in a frame, so I could tell the date is right on there that I drew the picture. And I did it in pen, and I drew the picture. And I'm looking at it, and then it was like, you have to paint this picture and give it to Randy, his brother. And I'm like the hell how was that how how was that coming to you
1: like like you say that but but how was how are you feeling that was were you hearing that were you feeling that how was that that message coming to you
2: like i didn't hear an outside voice it was like a command in your head that was like Mm -hmm. you have to paint this picture okay and give it to randy know i am like that yeah because i'm like and i sat there for a minute and i'm like i don't paint (laughs) <laughs> like I painted a picture in high school, maybe. It wasn't very good. I was never a painter. I was a good drawer, but yeah. I never painted. I, you know, I, I'd maybe done three paintings in my entire life in high school. And this is way after high school. So I'm like, and it was this overwhelming, I have to paint this picture. yeah. And so that afternoon, I'm like, this is all I can think about is how I have to paint this picture and logistically how I'm going to do this and when I'm going to do this. And so I'm going to go to Hobby Lobby, and I'm going to get that paint. And then on Friday night, I'm going to paint it, and I'll finish it on Saturday. Then it'll be dry on Sunday, and I'll get it framed. And on Monday, I'm going to give it to Randy. It was that matter of fact which really sounds weird. It was just this overwhelming, here's exactly what's going to happen. And it was, so the girls I work with think I'm absolutely batshit crazy. (laughs) And they're like, because I'm, you know when you work, it's not a big office. And we were all really close. And I'm like, no, I'm doing this. And they're like, what do you mean you're going to paint it? Like, what are you going to paint it with? I'm like, acrylic paint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I go to Hobby Lobby, and I remember in in high school, like you mix it with the acrylic paint with something, and I don't even know why. And I'm like, "Am I?" So I even asked the lady, "Is there something that you mix it with?" Like, I need brushes and paint. And is there something you mix it with? She's like, "Gesso or something like that." I'm like, "Yeah, give me some of that
1: puff paint. And, I'm gonna put it on a sweatshirt." <laughs>
2: yeah. So it was just weird, and and I knew that I wanted it to not be a super detailed painting and i just had this vision of it in my head yeah. that i had to paint this painting so the girls at work they're all um really worried about me as they should have been at that point point. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like hey so we thought we're all gonna go out friday night to some place and i'm like i can't go out friday night you all know i have to do the painting <laughs> <laughs> did, did you even know what you were going to be painting even? I mean, was it just I like... I knew I was going to paint that picture of Doug.
0: Okay, okay.
2: The good one. Okay. Like, I have to paint that, the one I drew. Okay. Like, I drew it, and as soon as I got done drawing it, I was like, I have to paint it. Okay, okay. And I have to give it to his brother on Monday morning. And it was like that. Like, it, it was really weird. At some point... It was like I kind of lost, I can't say I lost control, like like all of it was sort of in someone else's hands.
1: Yeah, it's just like a drive, mm-hmm. just a, um, like the way I describe I've some I've never of these,
2: experienced anything yeah. like that before.
1: It's almost like uh, the way I, I, I when, when sometimes things like this happen where it's like, it's not like I don't hear a voice, I don't hear this. It's almost like a, my analogy would be like a download where it's like the data is just there. And yeah. it's like, you just have to do it. It's it's like, it's just your program. This is the what the program does. Would that be a good analogy for what was, how it, you It's
2: almost like like eating. Yeah. It's almost like that. Like, I have to eat. Like a hunger. And I'm going to eat this really awesome pasta dish. Yeah. And here's how I'm going to make the pasta dish. And you're really hungry and that's all you can think about. Sure. You know, whenever you get that thought that just consumes you. But I'd never had a thought like that. That was such a random thing. Mm -hmm. An overwhelming sense that I had to do this for his brother. And um, and it wasn't even a question of, like, can I really paint it? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I never questioned my ability to paint. I just knew I was going to paint it. So when I told the girls at work, like, I can't go out. You'll know that I'm painting. On Friday night, I'm going to paint that picture of Doug because Randy needs it on Monday morning. And... So they're like, okay. So Friday night comes around. I went to the liquor store. I got a box of wine. And <laughs> I started listening to music and drinking wine. And I sit down and I sketch it out. I start painting him. And it was one of the, I don't even know how to describe it. It was sad and happy and it was it was really an overwhelming experience because as I'm painting him and he's like, basically I like had to even do a makeshift easel on my table. Cause I don't have an easel or anything to paint on. And as I'm painting him, his head is like basically life size. And as I paint him and he starts coming to life in front of me and it was when I did I painted his eyes and we're like staring at each other. Mm-hmm. And it was like at that point, he was there. Like this really, it was that same feeling I had when I was in the bathroom at the bar. He was there. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you're in charge of all this. Then that's when I really, really knew Doug was in charge of the whole thing. I'm like, Doug. Needs me to do this, and it was this. I mean, imagine you painting a picture of your wife, and like feeling this connection with her. It was just really. It was just like he was there, and yeah. it and it was also providing me that sense of um, sense of him that I. I needed to say goodbye to at the same time, like I needed to experience him one more time. So I paint the the picture and well, I get it halfway done on Friday night, Saturday night, I drink a little bit more wine. I finish up the painting and I'm like the whole time, like that whole weekend, it was like he was in my house. It was the weirdest thing. And I was happy, like, cause I could feel him again. Mm -hmm. And, And it was like he and I were on this mission together to get this painting done. So I finished it on Saturday night. And then Sunday afternoon, I took it to Hobby Lobby after it had dried and I got it framed. And on Monday morning, I show up at work with that damn painting. (laughs) And the girls at work are like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, nope, I did this. And... But it was just weird. I mean, yeah. in so many ways it was weird. But, like, as I'm painting it, you know, there was just all these, like, conversations with Doug that were coming up at the same time. And at one point there in the picture, um, he has a necklace on, and I wasn't going to do the necklace. And this really, like... Like, I guess an internal voice is like, you have to paint the necklace. so I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm going to paint the necklace. So I put the necklace in the painting. So I take the painting to work on Monday, and everybody's like, holy crap. Like, you did that? Because it really turned out good. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And now I have to call Randy, and I have to give him this painting. So... I call him at nine in the morning. I waited until I knew he'd be in. And I call him, and they're like, oh, we're sorry. He is sick today. And I start crying. And i like, what do you mean he's sick today? The woman had to thought I was crazy. And and I'm like, he, are, he's not going to be in at all today? She's like, no, he's homesick. I hung up, and I'm like, Like everything, I was so on this mission for like four days to get this painting done and Randy had to have it and um, now all of a sudden he's calling in sick and he's not going to be there all day and it ruined everything and I'm just bawling and I'm like, and the girls are at work or like, Carol, really, it's okay. Yeah. He can get it tomorrow. I'm like, but he's not supposed to have it tomorrow. He's supposed to have it tonight. He's supposed to come to my house after work tonight. He's gonna get the pay to get it. And so I was just distraught. I did it was really upsetting. So 9.15, I get a phone call and I pick up the call and it's Randy, his brother. He's like, Hey, I heard that you left a message for me. And I'm like, but you're homesick, and he goes, I know. <laughs> But I called in for messages, and I go, who calls in for messages at 9.15 in the morning? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. That's really weird because I called in sick, and then I just was like, man, I should call for messages. I'm like, how many messages did you miss by 15 on a Monday morning? So I think that was weird. Mm-hmm. And so took a deep breath, and I told him, I said, okay, this is going to sound really weird, but please just go with me on this. And I said, "I don't know how to tell you this, but I have something for you for you from Doug." And he, And it was just the two brothers, and they were really, really close. And so losing his brother was really, really hard on Randy. And and uh, so I didn't want him to think I was crazy, but I also needed him to have this. So when I told him that, didn't say anything so i'm like crap he thinks i'm crazy (laughs) and he doesn't say anything and then he's like you're kidding me and i'm like no and i know this sounds crazy but um i just need it'll make more sense once you see it and he's like takes another deep breath and he's this is the crazy part like none of the rest of this is crazy (laughs) but he says um well, I've been having a really hard time since he's been gone. And I went to a psychic. And her name is Carol Ann, which is my name, Carol Ann. And he said that Doug would be sending me something. And I was like, holy shit. And I said, I have it. I have what Doug wants you to have. And Randy's, so I'm like, can you come over tonight? And he's like, absolutely, I'll be there. So um, that night, Randy came over, (laughs) and um, he's going to get the painting. So on the way home, I got Doug in the front seat with me, my painting, and we're driving home, and another one of those weird, like, overwhelming things. It's like, you got to write something to Randy on the back of that. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm writing to Randy, but... It was just this overwhelming write, something on the back of it. To this day, I can't tell you exactly what I wrote because it was a message for Randy. But so I wrote, I got home and I wrote down whatever it was. And it was something to do with, um, even though he's not here, that he would never be far away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Get home, write that down. And then Randy shows up to get the painting, And it it was, like, the most overwhelming thing. One of the most overwhelming things in my life was to, um, because he knew it was meant for him. And I really feel like um, the whole reason that Doug kind of needed me back in his life at the end was to help him do this for his brother. And so we... um, sat there for probably a couple hours having some drinks and talking about Doug and the painting and everything. And at one point, he had said something that whatever I had written on the back of the painting, I'm like, go look at the back of that painting. And he looked at it, and it totally answered what he had just been thinking. I'm like, I don't know what that's all about, but Doug wanted me to write that. And then... He says, I can't believe you put that, like the necklace is on that painting. And I'm like, whoa, that was really important <laughs> because I almost didn't do it. Yeah. And I knew that I had to do it. And then he told me there was a whole story behind the necklace. And another friend who had been having a really hard time who had given him that necklace. And he's like, man, that guy is going to be so thrilled to see that necklace on this painting. And I go, well, tell him it was really important. So it was like, so the whole deal, like from when I started the painting to when I gave it away, was about seventy-two hours. And when um, Randy left that night, he and he did it on purpose for me. He had a van, and he put Doug in the front seat next to him, and he turned on the dome light so I could see them driving off together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was so. Like at that moment, it was when I realized that I had had the seventy-two hours with him, and that was when I said goodbye. Yeah, and that was kind of my goodbye. But it also because Randy had told me that night. He said, it, because I, in fact, let me back up. I had said at some point, I go, it's like you you've been having a hard time focusing. And processing. And this gives you a thing that you have that you can see him that was made for you. But it was weird because it was kind of made for him by me but from Doug. As weird as that sounds. Um, but it's what Randy needed in his grief. Because mm-hmm. Randy was having a hard time. And it's what I needed in my grief. Yeah, I needed more time. And I... I really feel like I got the time. It's making me all emotional. It, it, it sounds
1: like it was, it was one of those things where it, it was so cathartic for you. It was so cathartic for him. And he just knew that coming through you and yeah. and being able to deliver this message was the right path. I mean, so many times we hear stories of, the person just shows up as a ghost or, or an entity or, or or something. And it, it almost frightens people. Uh, but but this, this is such a peaceful, such a, yeah. uh, just a, a clear message of I'm over here. This is the least scary way I can present myself to you. And I'm going to, like, he just knew the path in, in such a perfect way. He, he, he saw you as the vessel of I'm going to reach her. I'm going to. Get my message uh, to my my brother and to my family through her, but at the same time, I'm going to reach her as well. And 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 it was just this this beautiful way of doing it. And and the audience right now is going, Tony, why didn't you break into the damn uh, song uh, from Ghost? But it's like that'd be inappropriate because this is such a touching story. And
2: but it was very much like that. Like it when is. Watch that scene from Ghost. I could still so, like. Holy cow!
1: It is, but it, it, I mean, uh, but it's like I, I feel like I, I mean, and for the first time in the world on the show, i I'd be like, I would be very disrespectful if I started doing oh my. But I'm like,
2: I'd have been very disappointed. I do not done like, it at all.
1: I got to cause. I have to pause on this because it's like th- This is you're, you're you're spilling your soul on this,
2: and I just and, think it was more of a story. It's a, it's okay. kind of a love story at the same time, but it's um, I have always felt that. I don't necessarily at all think he knew he was going to die. No. But I think that there is something, you know, I was just talking today about um, with one of my friends who had lost her husband and there was something he had done right before he died that was like, hey, you know, like you, he was telling one of his friends, a woman friend, a coworker, you know, you, are, if something ever happens to me, take care of his wife. Mm-hmm. You two take care of each other because she had lost her husband, and within three days he was dead.
1: And that, like, that yeah, that, that sort of shit scares me because, as, as like an, a, an adult and being responsible now, anytime I'm like, well, I should go update my will, and I should go do this or that. You know, now that I have kids, I I, I pay attention to those things. I'm always like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm gonna die in like three days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, obviously this is a sign. I think that he needed me at the end of his life Yeah. To because, you know, and we've talked about this. I can't say, like, am I a sensitive or not? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's something I have um, that he was able to get to me. And I, I have had other things not like that. I mean, I think that when most people die, you don't get like that kind of experience, mm-hmm. but I think he needed me in his life because, I mean, I didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. And then, but he needed me to help him, help his brother through it. Yeah. But at the same time, it helped me through it. But I've always thought there was something more to it than, you know, it's like, how, why had we been... You know, we've broken up, and then he wanted to get back together. And Why did we have that three weeks that were so awesome? And and then, you know, then he dies. Mm -hmm. But I think it was a bigger picture. And, you know, and I think that um, it probably would have been worse for me had we not gotten back together because I'm a very firm believer in, you know, if you're angry at someone and that person could die tomorrow. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And that was a huge lesson in that because I wouldn't have been okay with it, you know, because we always got back together five years of that. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's one of those stories that coming from someone else, I'd be like, yeah, this is so full. (laughs) You are so full of shit. But it it happened to me. And, and, um, So Randy's still, as far as I know, I had a hard time. We stayed in touch for quite a while, but I kind of had a hard time with it because they sounded so much alike. Mm -hmm. And I found myself wanting to talk to his brother way more than I should. I mean, he was married, but I wanted to just hear, it was like hearing Doug's voice every time I talked to his brother. And so I, so we did stay in touch for quite a while. And, um, So he still had the painting. I took that picture that I drew that day in pen, and I framed it. And I still have that. And I actually took pictures of the paintings. like um, Because I had probably that weekend, there was probably oh six to eight of my girlfriends in the know. And they're all thinking I'm crazy. But they're like, you should take pictures of this. You should take pictures of that painting. Because I had no intention of doing that. And I'm like... Yeah, I should. I wish I had taken a picture of the backside to remember what I had written. But then that wasn't a message for me. That was a message for his brother. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that is I couldn't have even told you two weeks later what it really said. But I just knew there was a message. But it was so weird that night when Randy's talking about one thing. And I'm like, go turn that painting around. And there it is. The answer to what he's talking about. I'm like, I don't know why I had to write that, but now I guess I do. But it's just, I think that when people die, they're just not as far away as you think they are. Sure. Now, can everybody do that? Now, I did have, you know, we've talked about those dreams that you have. mm -hmm. And um, I had several dreams with Doug coming to visit me. But there was one after that night that he had come and he told me in that dream i can't do this anymore and this is it and i've had a couple of dreams about him since but they weren't those types of visitation dreams mm-hmm. they were you know just a regular dream that he was in it
1: where, but where, where, in that
2: one dream he said he he wasn't going to come back
1: so you, you feel like you've had some dreams where it might've just been a dream where it wasn't necessarily yeah. him coming through. There's a
2: difference to yeah. anyone who's had those. Yeah. There's a huge difference in a dream that yeah. is a visitation dream versus a dream that they're yeah. in it.
1: I want to ask you a question and, uh, it, it's probably going to be a somewhat difficult one to, to answer, but, um, from someone who taught me how to do really good interviews, uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I've watched through the years do countless interviews. It's going to be a tough question, but I'm going to ask it. Um, Had he not passed, where do you think things would have gone there?
2: You know, that's a good question because I never did get married. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I never dated again after him, and I had some serious relationships after him, but I've always thought that he was the one. Mm -hmm. Now, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I've done so much reading on like reincarnation and all those things, but I do really feel strongly that he and I were in each other's lives for a reason, and that we were meant to work through our issues. That I just think. Everybody's got those relationships in their lives where you're really mad. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's worth taking that extra effort to figuring it out, which we had done, and I'm so glad we did. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't imagine him being gone and I was still that mad at him. Yeah. Or couldn't have been able to help him get to his brother. And his brother really needed that. So I don't know. I I've always wondered. I'm like you know, I kind of think had he still been here, I really do think we'd have had a very long term relationship. Yeah. Cause he was kind of the one, he was the one I always went back to. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. Thanks for making me super sad. No problem. That's what I try to do every day. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> but it's a great story though. It's it like, is. It's, I think it's a good love story. It and, is. But I, I, I also think that like not everyone when when you lose someone like that who you really love, you're going to have that kind of like from beyond the grave sort of experience Yeah, <laughs> like it's I had.
1: Not common, yeah.
2: No, but I think that if people would be more open to the small things, mm-hmm. not the hit you over the head things like that was a hit you over the head thing. But because I think there was a bigger reason for it. I think that, like I keep saying, he need, that painting needed to go to his brother. Mm-hmm. And the psychic even said there was something coming from Doug. But I think that if people are more open to smaller things, that I do think that you get those signs from beyond all the time. I, I still get them from my dad. And I think you just have to be open to it and not, you know, expect that what just, I just talked about, yeah, but I mean, maybe it's something as small as, you know, you know, finding a penny, you know, me and pennies. Mm-hmm.
1: Weird coincidences. And when you things, really need it. Yeah. Things that just happen that you go, oh, that's a weird coincidence. It's like there may be more to it than just that. And, and, and sometimes those, those little signs that can be written off, um, shouldn't be written off so quickly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, my sister, she, you know, of course, when our dad died, she wanted the big sign, especially after I'd had this really big sign from Doug. And I never got anything like that from my dad, but I've definitely had things from my dad. And she was talking about, Um. she had been in her husband's, uh, his office, the basement where she had some things in storage down there. So she had knocked over a box, and this something went out of the box that fell out of the box, but went a long ways away from the box, like 10 feet away. And it's laying flat open, and it was a card. Cards never lay flat open, a card's no. always closed. <laughs> yeah. But this one's laying flat open. And she goes over there, and it's something like I can't remember what the card said exactly, but it was something like um, You know how much I'll always love you, love dad. Like it was a card that he had sent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what kind of sign you're looking for? Like Mm -hmm. that one's not the one. (laughs) You know, to me, that was my dad sending her a sign. But I think that if people are more open to that. And it's so it's such a desperate feeling when you do lose someone because a person you need to talk to so bad is not there. Mm -hmm. But it was so weird that when Doug died that he wasn't there, and then like Three weeks later, it's like I had him for seventy-two hours. It was like he was in my house. It was the weirdest feeling. Yeah,
1: it, it, it it's interesting because I mean it is so much like you know like like a movie ghost story like, like Ghost. I mean it really is. Yeah. But you had that experience, and that's I, I mean it's a beautiful. It's story. It's legit. There's yeah. a
2: painting. I've in fact I should find. I've got the painting, a picture of it, or yeah. I could find the picture of the drawing i did i should find that and i'll take a picture of it and post it
1: that'd be interesting on our yeah, our facebook group on the real ghost stories it's not page.
2: like it's no michelangelo or anything like that i mean it's
1: just it's gonna be like really a stick basic. figure with a smiley face
2: <laughs> with a necklace
1: and everyone's gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> that, was
2: Doug.
1: that was i listened to the show for an hour and this is what you did t- <laughs>
2: No. Uh, but no, but I do have, yeah. I've got, you know, it's, it is, I'm glad that I did take the pictures of it. Yeah. And so, but it's not like I go back to him and I did keep the picture of Doug in my house out for quite a while and I don't anymore. Sure. But um, it was kind of cool because I ended up with a picture for me mm-hmm. that I drew Which is weird. And it's probably, honestly, the last thing I probably ever drew. Mm -hmm. And I'll guarantee you that was the last time I ever painted. I have not even painted any, I'm not an artist. Mm -hmm. So that was the weird thing. Like, especially all my friends, you're going to paint? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to paint. And And picture duck,
1: and that's what makes it all the more interesting. It's just it's it's not like I'm always painting stuff, and now I'm going to do this. (laughs) It 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 makes it that much more unique and that much more you know outlandishly odd that this this happened and that this was the way that it 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 occurred Uh, because it wasn't
2: just just have artistic ability, sure, um, drawing, yeah, not painting. I think the last thing I'd painted was a wizard in. Like maybe (laughs) 10th grade. Yeah. I don't know why I painted a wizard. I don't know what happened to
1: it either. But that's what makes it more unique. That makes it so, it's like, there's something to this. There's something more, you know, it it, it, it validates it even more. Not that you need more validation, but it's just, it, 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 it solidifies the story even more, you know?
2: And, you know... Like whenever you go through losing someone, there's so many questions that go with it. And it's all variations of why. And why did that have to happen? And Mm -hmm. why do I have to go on? And why, 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 why? Sure. But it just makes me think like all of this is for a bigger reason than we get. And so that's sometimes like when we're talking about people in ghost stories, I'm like, why? Like, why does that person continue haunting that place? Like, why can't they move on? Like, there's just something else. There's another dimension that we can't cross into. Yeah. There's, And some people have, I guess maybe I do, but you have a little ability to get there. But it would be fascinating to know the bigger picture that we'll never know. Yeah. But this, this was an experience in my life that made me, really questioned so many things. Yeah. Like, like I realized that when you die, you're not as far away as you think, yeah. necessarily. Carol, so I do think when you talk to people who die, they can hear you. There you go. Thank you for
1: sharing this story uh, with the audience today. I know it was not the easiest to go through, but I think... You're going to reach a lot of people. Uh, Halloween is always our biggest downloaded episode. Hundreds of thousands of people will hear this uh, all over the world. And I'm sure you're going to reach several that are going to go. I've had something so much similar and I don't feel so crazy. And uh, it's going to be a cathartic thing for a lot of people all over the world. So
2: I have I have thought, though, that people would think I'm pretty crazy.
1: <laughs> <There'll> be, <laughs> they'll be, happy, be mean, like, you're God. out of your fucking mind. But there'll be plenty that'll be like, this is cathartic. This is wonderful. <laughs> like
2: that woman. is crazy. But it was, I can't explain. I'll never be able to. I mean, there's no rational explanation for it. Sure. But I think I don't need a rational explanation for it. I know what happened. You know. And... And I know that his brother needed that painting. I needed that time with him, mm-hmm. but it was a—it was very emotional. There yeah. was times when I was painting that, especially when I got to his eyes, and it's like we're looking at each other. Like ah, I freaking fell apart. Yeah. Because I'm looking at him, and it was so. It was kind of that goodbye that I needed.
1: Sure. And, and and you don't need to explain I mean that's that's the beauty of, of our show it's it's we accept everyone's stories as they are and and that was that was your story and that was an amazing story so thank you again for for sharing that here for Halloween 2018 that was um, That was amazing. That was a great show. Thank you again so much, Carol, for that. It's going to wrap up our program for today. If you like our program, become an EPP extra podcast person on our website, ghostpodcast.com. Get the bonus episodes of our show, EPP bonus episodes with me and Carol every single week. Advanced episodes, you get all that, ghostpodcast.com, five bucks a month. Sign up. It keeps our show in the air year round. Happy Halloween, everybody. Twenty-eight. It's the game everyone's talking about, Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more.
0: You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to 3 megabits per second. Cricket makes slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Worried about keeping up with your fae friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the Connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines, data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the Connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile, you're on cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines, data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket makes slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply.
1: Until next time, for Carol Hughes and Tony Bruski, thank you for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. It's the game everyone's talking about Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance-off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more.